Hey guys, the following podcast is a Lady Gang Network and Podcast One production, which means it's going to be awesome. Ever wanted to break out of your cubicle and into a business where you can call the shots? You Break Guy Fix is looking for passionate self-starters interested in a franchise opportunity in the booming electronics repair industry. At You Break Guy Fix, we help reconnect people to the devices that they rely on so that they can get back to what matters most. This is a big responsibility, and from the moment you join our family, our franchisees are provided with the resources and support to bring affordable and convenient electronics repair to your community. Did we mention that with amazing partners like Samsung and Google, You Break I Fix franchisees also have access to the highest quality parts and personalized training out there, as well as specialized tools? It's true. And it's also easy to visit YouBreakIFix.com forward slash franchising and learn more about your big break at your very own You Break I Fix. Hey, BGT fam, this is Sade. This week's episode is amazing. We have the legendary Ebony K. Williams. Just wanted to give you a heads up that a little of the audio got a little funky. All right, bear with us, stay tuned, and just enjoy the ride. Bye. Hey, group chat, I know y'all see my text. There's tea to be spilled. Each week, we're bringing you our unfiltered take on culture, news, dating, and our lives as Black millennial women. We're coming to y'all with the honesty and eye rolls that only a text chain with your girls can. This is Black Girls Texting with Chelsea, Glenn, and Sade. Welcome back to another episode of Black Girls Texting. It's your girl, Sade. This is going to be a quickie, y'all, because we... Not even we. Miss Ebony K. Williams is dropping gems on the episode, so make sure you stay tuned. But for now, we will jump right in to our On Red or Reply. I will kick it off. On Red or Reply. Um, on Red, dealing with a goddamn house, okay? <laughs> I need a f***ing personal assistant. Every time I turn around, oh, a plumber has to come fix this. Oh, a gardener has to come. Yep, oh, same. you gotta, and I live in an apartment. You gotta do this and that. And I'm like, yo, this <laughs> some bullshit. My mom be calling me home service coming. We're installing central air. We're doing that. We're changing the doors. And I'm like, who is going to take care of all this shit for me? Because I'm tired and I don't want to fucking do it. But I don't have <laughs> money for a personal assistant yet. I did break down how much I would pay a personal assistant and what that would look like weekly. And my mom said I could pay her. But I told her she was not social media savvy enough because I would love someone who could also take some BGT off of my back. So make um, the announcement. How much are you willing so, to pay and someone can apply? I think we're going to do like three hours a day, three days a week. And I'm giving y'all minimum wage. Wow. Okay. I thought, I thought you were a socialist or a this communist. Is not, this, is not a full, this, this isn't a full-time job. Minimum wage is $15. Fine, I'll go Listen, okay, it's summer break right now. Maybe some of y'all are off. Anybody want to come help Sade? Yeah. Any college yeah. students? And listen, I'll take you to the pool. We can relax. have a good old time. While, we, good while you go over her emails I thought they were and paperwork. Working. They're, they're working, but honey, I need a new vanity, and I don't want to go pick it out and measure the vanity. Like, just somebody figure it out and put it in there. Okay, what are you replying to, ma'am? Um, I'm <laughs> replying to the fact that I think I squirted. <laughs> <gasps> no fucking way. Yes. yes. Wait, okay, how oh do you God. know? What did it feel like? How did you know? Okay, so like? this was last night, y'all. <laughs> um, so it was, you know, the, the G-spot simulation. 
with the clitoral stimulation. Yeah. Was it at the same time? Is it time? a toy? No, maybe it was, no, a man. A maybe man. it was just the G-spot because at the same time, y'all know I like asphyxiation. Yes, ma'am. He was choking me out <sighs> and just like, bop, 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 bop. And the choke hole was hard. And then I was like Wait, deepening. Wait, finger? He's finger, fingering her. Finger yes. in my vagina, hand mm-hmm. on my throat, choking me out. I have my hands on top of his hand, adding pressure. Extra pressure. Extra pressure, because you know a bitch almost want to faint. Correct. Oh, I, I know that lifestyle, girl. <laughs> same, and, same. And, and I was just like, whoa. And the next thing I know, I was like. Wait, so it was it like was a, a stream <laughs> or just like mad wet? Or was Not it like. gym walk. That's, it was, that's, <laughs> that's bedtime walk. Or that's just walk. <laughs> it was bedtime walk. It was walk. <laughs> It was what? Macaroni flutters. No, pum pum pot. Pum 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 pounds. Pounds. Pum, pum, pounds. So, and then the yeah. finger goes, I think you squirted. I said, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. See, you know, I, I missed the Emily, Sex with Emily episode because I'm so confused about what squirting means. Whenever I see it in porn, it's a shooting spray of squirt. It doesn't I don't have think to it always, always needs to be like that. Yeah. Because I've had moments where, I, where it's just mad wet, but I just thought that that was just like. But you would feel I the sensation of like you're peeing. Something. That's, I mean, it feels like I'm about to pee and then you just release. I felt a release for sure. Uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. That, that sounds like it. That sounds, that sounds like you did it, girl. I had a good time. I have to say, I am f***ing with somebody <laughs> who just said, I'm going to start listening to your podcast more. I hope you don't. Oh, bloop. Um, however, <laughs> sir, A. plus. Thank you. Oh, five star review. Five stars. Come back anytime. Oh, Ladies, uh. how y'all doing? <laughs> then you go. Okay, I was going to say, you don't look ready, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to reply to my new job. I'm a week in and it's been very fun. Hmm. I'm learning a lot, but also so many things feel instinctive, which is very cool. And I just find myself just, just, just playing on all of my strengths and I'm learning things that I've always wanted to do. I'm like over here in on Photoshop, editing videos, doing all this shit that I've always wanted to um, learn. I'm sorry, what? You know yes. how to do that? You know how to edit I'm, video? I've been learning. I'm not quite oh, there yet. Great. So oh, maybe great. I don't need a personal assistant after oh, all. Ma'am, no. <laughs> yes, I can teach. How about that? I'll teach you. So yeah, that's been cool. And it's been cool. Like you, like Chelsea, like you were saying last week, coming into this, this place of employment that I've already been working at, I thought it was going to hit, like feel different because I'm not coming in and like teaching and I'm like coming in and sitting at a desk, but it really still is like the f- familiarity and like the love that I have for where I work and knowing all the people and just being very comfortable there. Like I literally just feel like it's a, it's just my domain kind of, that it's been mm-hmm. a really cool and comfortable place to learn new things. Um, so I'm enjoying it. Um, I and then, love that for you. And even though you'll never give me credit, I'm happy that I told them about how amazing my friend was. Um, I always give you credit. Yes, Chelsea did <laughs> refer me to that. It's a beautiful Whoa. place. And I feel like you're fitting in like the perfect puzzle piece. Yeah, no, it's so, true. It actually is really nice. Actually, so I had this thought really quick that um, over the pandemic, when I wasn't sure if I was going to go back to teaching because they were kind of on some fugaziness and I was applying for these other jobs and I got super close to almost getting this job and I didn't get it. And it seemed perfect for me. And I remember Shade asked me like, damn, I don't know why, like, why are you not getting these jobs? It's crazy. These jobs are perfect for you. And I think about the fact that I didn't get that job then allowed me to spend this past year teaching with this amazing group of children that literally touched and impacted my life forever. And I was coming in there the other day and like some of them have camp and I've been seeing them and just 
it's just amazing. Like I feel very fortunate and it's very much a um, indication of how things are divinely ordered. Um, what I'm leaving on red is the fact that I don't got no fucking AC and this shit is really <laughs> driving me crazy. It's not good. You like, got your fan at least? No, 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 I do not because- Maybe you should get your AC installed. Uh, 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 uh. Does the plumber do more than just pipes? Oh girl, I got a, um, a hotline bling on the plumber for y'all, but- um, Mm, no um but yeah i don't know my apartment is just weirdly structured that i cannot have a like a window unit because it's not going to go everywhere so i've been trying to order a portable ac and them shits are like six hundred dollars and last night i was in my bed at 3 a.m dying and i just bought one i was like i'm not playing you dropped the bread no girl i put that shit on affirm Affirm. we love some affirm they need to run me run me some checks Hit it with a July 4th sale and a two-day shipping. You like pay away, girl. Modern day layaway. Oh, what is modern day layaway? (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Chelsea? Um, Okay, I'm replying to this show called Sex Life. It's not necessarily a good show, but it's like very entertaining, very messy. You get full dick in the show. You get lots of breasts and sex and hot makeouts. Um, Mm. Yeah, I think you should watch. It's literally, it's like a novella, but in England. Um, Okay. (laughs) <laughs> which I guess is a soap opera. Okay, and then I am leaving on red. Oh, leaving on red, two things. The first thing is I went on fucking therapy for black girls. I email these people. Nobody responds. So whatever, I'm done. Um, And then Uh-oh. the other thing I'm leaving on red is the fact that people are complaining about little Nas X kissing a man on the BET Awards. And it's so annoying, like all the like little excuses people use. They're like, well, I don't like when anyone kisses on an award show. It's not because he's gay. It's it's like this weird like mass homophobia. It's like if you're just homophobic. I'd rather you just say it. Like say say that. Like I don't like seeing gay shit. Say that. Right? right? But like all the little like weird excuses, it's like you guys are full of shit. Like anyways, I'm tired of it. I am so happy for little Nas X and happy that he feels so proud of who he is now yes. finally and like yep. he feels like free enough to do whatever the fuck he wants and like express himself as an artist as a right. musician how he feels like fucking expressing himself as all musicians have the right to do um so yeah absolutely i love that boy he is the best he's, he's iconic just... he's hilarious i love him he's so hilarious. much the, the bottom yes um, yes yes we have to find it. Oh my God, please find it. But I also wanted to make a comment on what you had said about therapy for black girls. If anybody has maybe some good mental health specialist, holler at us, black women. Chelsea would like a black woman, correct? I would. I was talking to my friend and she was like, I have a rec for you. It's this Indian woman and she's being incredible. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll. You know, I mean, call, just call WOC. Just hit, just no, hit I don't her up. Hit her up though and see what the vibe is like. Yeah, maybe. I would, if you know a black woman, that's what I really would like. Yes, absolutely. I also saw something funny along those lines. It was a TikTok and it was like when you are black with a white therapist and it was like, so you didn't put the chicken away. No, you didn't thaw out the chicken. Chicken. (laughs) And then she said she was going to beat your ass into last year. Oh, Lord. How would she do that? <laughs> Wait, but so okay. Do you, you guys don't watch Run the World? Yeah, I do. Glenn does. Okay, the most recent episode I thought was fabulous. And yes. Was, uh, Rosie O'Donnell was yes. playing their therapist and like they all have the same therapist, but like she doesn't talk to them about each other, but she knows their dynamic. It was such a great episode. I need to re-watch it because I realized that I was very confused. I was like, wait. I thought that the girl was already in the professor. I missed the, the, the jump in time. I don't know how you guys oh, have time so to watch good. these shows. I'm going to rewatch it. 
girl, girl you have know. the most time. You be running around with your back be, cupped and that's true. I'd be I'd be outside. <laughs> I'd be working right. all day and then I come home and I'm like, whoo, let me just watch this little program right. and Kick go to back. bed, child. Right. You know what I mean? And I finish the work day and I go. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, hotline bling. I talked about the plumber last week, how fine he was. Blah, 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 blah. My phone was broken. So then I finally got a phone. I texted this young man and he was like, oh my God, you don't even know how hard I'm smiling right now. I am so excited to hear from you. Literally after I met you, I was like low key praying that I would hear from you. And I was like, okay, that's kind of cute. Prayer okay. works. A prayer. Dude, why that's, do you always make it negative? What do you mean? Why are you just wait, your eyes? Just wait, just wait. And okay. then he was like, yeah, you know, like I even tried to deliver flowers to your house the next day. I called the like my agency and to- told them to call you and tell you that I left my tools there so that I could like it. That was interesting. I don't really know what that was about. I don't know if I like that. You should have just delivered the flowers. Just, you, you know where I stay. You just came here to do the pipes. Um, and then now he's been saying things like, I mean, I don't talk to him anymore. Let's just put it that way. There's just been lots of little comments like you do this and you do that. Oh my God. Can our first date be at the altar? Which was like kind of flirty, but then also like, Given the other things he said, like the day that we finally connected, he was on his way to go up to visit some family members in Pennsylvania. And he was like, if we would have connected sooner, I would have brought you with me. Nigga, no, you would not. You think I'm getting in a car with you and going across state lines? <laughs> what are you talking about? That's fucking psychotic. What are you saying? Um, that, then I was like, oh, where, like, where? I just ignored it. And I was like, well, where's your, where's your family? People? Where do your family live? He mentioned the town. I was like, oh, my parents have a house nearby there. And he goes, oh, that's going to be us one day, y'all. The man and I spoke for about 10 minutes after he fixed the pipes. And then he left. Why are we, what? Why is all this happening? Do people think that they're being cute? Like, do they think that this is like flirtation and they don't have no game? Because this happens to me all the time, all the time. Usually I'll spend a little bit more time with someone before they start talking all this shit. But I got literally like, I could tell you about five niggas have talked to me like this like they could die on the, the cross for me you got Which a fat is, ass <laughs> and i'm like y'all be falling in love but on some psycho <laughs> shit like mad psychotic i would say a lot of shit to see them clappers <laughs> Trying. no it's really crazy though i don't i'm really just wondering like why i no if i were a man if i were a man i don't know i'd be attracted psychos no for real it's really oh, crazy I well don't get it. prayers up sis we gotta <laughs> We have a Not nice. Up, sis. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm saying we have a nice weekend ahead of us. Hopefully, we can get someone you know more normal in the rotation and not these psychopaths. Um, my good sis, that's a black girl doing shit. I'm gonna jump into the black girl doing shit. As I mentioned, we have the iconic Ebony K. Williams coming up, mother. So Ebony K. Williams owns every space she enters and every role she fills. Unapologetically driven to give her voice to the voiceless, her career is a demonstration of servant leadership at its best. Mm. Williams recently made headlines as the newest and first Black cast member on Bravo's The Real Housewives of New York, and she recently launched her iHeartMedia podcast, Holding Court. Is it iHeartMedia? Oh, iHeart is Black Under Black Effect. Okay, correct. Great podcast holding court with ebony k williams and who else is on it dustin ross dustin ross um which by the way dustin if you're listening i gave you a card at afropunk a few years ago i remember that and you were so nice and kind Dustin. see you soon dustin Call (laughs) call us dustin but i love this line no longer in the courtroom she remains a fierce advocate for life and liberty 
I love that. Let's so go. I'm obsessed with her. Yeah. Me Just too. I was like, get ready. she does like check me for saying that the New Jersey housewife. Just wait, just wait for it till you hear it. Or do you, but, would you like to I clarify really your this. statement right now before they yes, hear it? Yes, <laughs> I just meant that they have more flavor than like the being dry ass. It's mar it's marinara. It's marinara no opposed to like nothing. Butter oil, and oil rice. chicken. Right. Right. <laughs> boil and rice be hitting sometimes, so say oil and rice? No, butter and rice. Butter and rice. Oh, butter and rice, yeah. Butter and rice hits. <laughs> that is very southern. That is very It is. They give you a plate oh, of rice okay. with a pound of butter I, on top. I'd be seasoning on the thing. It'd be hit. hit to hit. <laughs> All right, y'all. It's time for the group chat. chat. Y'all, we have the Ebony K. Williams in the motherfucking building. <laughs> this is so iconic. I'm having such a moment. Thank you so much for joining us. We are just so I'm we're fans. Yes. We're hyped. Uh, <laughs> yes. ladies um listen the fandom is mutual i love the show love the vibes happy 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 to be here thank, thank you so much so chelsea and i started roni this year in quarantine oh, okay it was like where did, did you start from the beginning from the beginning oh interesting okay tell me yeah more. it was it was quite a journey um <laughs> i never watched white housewives because i always was like mm, i don't know about that except for jersey they were okay. like a guilty pleasure well they're like a they're kind of yeah black. yeah no girl no they got a little no. sasson they got a little flavor the ones in new york have zero is that mm, 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 mm. no you, you, you don't think it's a difference no <laughs> i'm not gonna well, give them that i'm not they don't even deserve that mm -mm. Said yeah no okay all right. i wouldn't say they're black but they have flavor they have seasoning marinara what were you saying Shade? <laughs> no i'm not i'm sorry i have a real adamant full stop against allocating any kind of antics with our excellence mm -mm. okay antics with our excellence that's a bar well with that but being said listen i didn't really i didn't really do i didn't do the white housewives and then glenn was like glenn has been watching forever and quarantine happened and hulu just had all the seasons so i got into it and i was like hold on this mess. is entertaining as hell because it was just like so crazy and then you just start you just can't stop but then we learned that you were coming on the show and i'm not gonna lie i wanted to be the first black housewife <clears throat> but you know are y'all all in new york geographically yes, yes. oh yeah. native new yorkers okay. mm -hmm. yes yeah. So I wanted to be the first black housewife, but it's fine of New York. It's fine. How has it been? Like what? Like I watched last night's episode. Listeners for context. This was the Harlem episode. So I watched when yes. you brought the ladies up to Harlem. Like how has this experience been for you? Well, I'm going to answer that. But first, I would love to know, especially from the two that just started watching Roni and obviously are, are watching my debut season. What's it like for you? actually i'm wondering what this looks like through mm. your lens mm. i mean i see a lot of they're just they're out of their element like they're mm. uncomfortable mm -hmm. it feels like they're uncomfortable and it, it also demonstrates something that i've always felt mm. and maybe this is controversial but i'm not sure i think it's rare to have real full okay no it's easier to have friendships and relationships in my opinion with other black people and i got news for you chelsea i was gonna call you Ch so one of my little sisters is chesley christ former Miss USA, well, you at Chelsea. Um, <laughs> Chelsea, I'll tell you, it's not just you. 
there's actually data um, that supports the fact that not just black people, but all people um, mm -hmm. are more comfortable, more consistent, and it's just more likely that we indulge in deep interpersonal uh, platonic relationships that are intraracial um, mm -hmm. for all of the reasons that, you know, we can guess. So that's out there for sure. Yeah. yeah. That reminds me of, um, did you guys have to read that book, Why Do All the Black Kids Sit mm -hmm. Together at Lunch or mm -hmm. something like that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, for, for me, what it, how I'm viewing it, and you can, I'm so curious to know what the pre-conversations were with you and like production. It feels like you were brought in to really shake the table Mm. shake up their bubble but also for the viewers and I wonder if that was the intention if that was a part of the conversation that was had with you before and kind of what you viewed your role and responsibility and mm. um sort of platform mm -hmm. that you could what you could bring to the show so it's interesting um Glenn because I think that people are very curious about that exact inquiry right now because it's what's obvious is not only am I very visually black um I'm bringing a very extremely black, blackity black, 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 black lens and mm -hmm. experience to every scene, yes. every yeah. scene, every episode, every conversation. I'm not going to be shamed around it. I'm not going to apologize for it because that's who I authentically am. So I would want to say it's not some assignment that's been given to me by production. There wasn't a conversation that said, you know, Ebony, we really fucked up by not putting a black woman mm -hmm. on a predominantly uh, diverse uh, city with 55% black and Latina women. Oops, our bad. So we want you to go in there and these are your agenda talking points. Mm -hmm. That never happened. That Not even anything close. I think what happened, you know, folks need to know that this was a vigorous casting process. These mm -hmm. producers, these executives talked to pretty much every black woman in the city between 33 and 63 probably with any kind of, you know, visible platform right. and some without them just because they're fabulous. <laughs> and so what they had was their choice. And I want to be really clear here. The mm -hmm. network and the production company had carte blanche choice around exactly what kind of black female energy they wanted to bring to this group of women and mm -hmm. to the show and to the platform. They chose the, if not one of the most radically emphatic black women they could find who is in a deep love affair with her blackness mm -hmm. and does it for a living, mm -hmm. right? I produce and host Revolt Black News. I'm a frequent guest on The Breakfast Club where I dissect issues affecting black culture and community. I host Holden Court, a podcast that's all about headline legal news, pop culture from a black lens. Mm -hmm. How much more clear could it be that right. we would get to this point that we're at in the season? Right. Um, so to me, it only reasons that the network had that intention to see what that intersection of such a black lens and a lived experience from someone who's not a punk, not scared, not a punk, um, not ever going to back down. Um, despite my reverence for the ladies, I'm a day one fan of Roni myself. And I watched mm. in real, yeah, oh yeah, and I watched in real time. You know, in many ways, my girlfriends and my actual group chat, group chat, I don't fool with a lot of people, so I'm only in a few. Um, <laughs> So my, my lifetime best girlfriends, we're all in a group chat and we were tripping. They're like, yo, E, it's nuts to see you talking to Ramona Singer and Luann. 
when right. we when we were watching them as college kids in our dorms and they had 11 year old children who are now 25 right you know so it's a it's a while and i revere the fact that there is no roni without these veterans i right. respect it but i'm not going to be intimidated by it i'm not going to be hazed by it correct um and so here we are i want to jump back into that um and get into some details from last night's episode again Mm-hmm. When you all see this, I'm referencing the Harlem Nights episode, so y'all ain't confused on a timeline. <laughs> but I want to play a little game, um, and just you know, because we saw you on Horrible Decisions, our girls. Oh, I'm with so, the shit. So yeah. we exactly uh, uh, yeah. correct. <laughs> we know. So we always play a little icebreaker with our guests. Um, we're gonna play the Black Girls Texting version of Kill Mary. Oh, great. With a twist, it's DM save or block okay so you can kind of associate the dm with the (laughs) editor is gonna hate me talk to me about save what's the save option save is like you want to marry them like you you you've saved you save their number down their number down dm you slide in in the dm dm is like a slash and pass oh got you got you block is a murder Mm -hmm. okay copy okay yeah, you know, we have to add a little twist. We need to trademark it over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brandon. So this is going to be the Housewives edition. Mm, okay. Oh. <gasps> oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, Miss Erica Jane, Lisa Rinna, and if you are familiar, because she's a bit of a bore to me, Sutton. <laughs> oh, God. That girl. DM oh. save block. I'm going to block Sutton. I'm okay, going, we would too. Yeah, I'm going to DM Rena, because she's messy boots and inconsistent. <laughs> and I guess uh, that leaves me saving Erica Jane. Okay. Hey. On the market. Of, I have a question. Only other option. <laughs> We're talking about Erica. Do you have any comments <laughs> on her legal situation right now? Yeah, you know, amazing question, um, Chelsea. I actually make a little bit of a policy not to discuss housewives, legal woes. That's the only mm. kind of no-fly zone, only because technically we're colleagues. Yeah, mm-hmm. so like... I didn't touch the Candace Monique stuff. I'm not touching the Jen Shaw stuff. And I'm mm. not touching, touching Erica Jane as long as they are housewives. Now, if they were to leave the franchise, now it's fair game. She keeps it classy. A classy act. Act. Just professional. More, more professional. Yeah, professional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very much so. All right, we're going to take it down to Atlanta, Miss Nene Leakes, Portia Williams, and a throwback, she by <gasps> Sheree. I miss her. I miss her so much. Okay, okay. DM saver block. Uh I'm gonna block Mimi. Okay. And I'm gonna say why. I day one Atlanta fan. I think Mimi leaks of every housewife of every franchise, only to be spoken in the same breath with Bethany Frankel, Mm. did the absolute most with the absolute least. And Mm. that is my personal threshold of success. What it pains me to see is in the wake of that pinnacle success, which I would describe as those years where she was reoccurring on Glee. She was hosting everything. She mm-hmm. was on the cover of everything in big bathtubs full of cash and looking fabulous. Um, and then it, it seemed to all collide. And there was just, for me on the outside looking in, I don't know Miss Leeds. On the outside looking in, it looks as if something, some element got in the way of what it really could have been. Mm. It seems like it was fame to me, or like just the, just the, the craziness of celebrity. Very I don't know. Well. I watch her in the in the in the later the latest episodes, and she's not on it anymore. It's just it's clear that she's unraveling 
So and that's her why. personal life got, yeah. And that was hard to see. Challenging, so hard to see. And I only want black women to win. Right. I only want most women, period, to win, unless you real raggedy. <laughs> so um, that was hard to see. So that's why I would block Miss, Miss uh, Nene Leaks. Um, so that means I would, I'll DM, my other two options are Portia and she I'll DM, Sheree. I'll Sheree. DM Portia. I'll DM Portia. Okay. Because as you know, I, I, Portia made me nervous when she didn't know what was going on with the Underground Railroad. Okay. She mm -hmm. made me real nervous, but I'm always here for an evolution. And mm -hmm. Portia has now done the most with the least. Portia's ability to navigate that space, to show, boss out on Dish Nation and pampered by Portia and all the things and chat room. You know, I'm here for the Portia glow up. I think it's fantastic. I could have a, a, a cocktail with Miss Portia and keep it cute. Before oh, Chelsea jumps Simon. in, I was about to say, <laughs> she going to say some shit. I just knew it. No, I just said, and Simon, we can, okay. And the next one? <laughs> That's how grown folks roll, you know? Um, so then I'm definitely saving She by Sheree. Sure, to me, Sheree has given me my favorite um, all-time Atlanta Housewives, probably Housewives franchise, period, catchphrases. Who gonna check me, boo? Oh my oh my God, that was iconic. Check me, boo. I forgot that was her. And it just came out of her mouth. How was... could you forget? No, I mean, because it has blown up so much now that it's like, not even and, and the capacity in which it was said it was not to be funny or cute who was dead ass <laughs> motherfucker you that was hilarious that was so iconic yeah. it's yeah. from check me boo and the when she's talking about her clothing line and she's like mm -hmm. more so spring um summer summertime <laughs> fall, that, fall release. Um, <laughs> it wasn't a nice thing to say but i'm glad you got some new teeth i mean <laughs> courageous <laughs> Gave, gave full life. I don't even think she's respected enough in the franchise. I, that's why I put her in here. Mm -hmm. I, we needed to put some respect on Sheree's Sheree. name. 100%. And I hope um, she returns. And I, I hope also she returns. just mm -hmm. learned about Pampered by Porsche. Oh, yes, honey. Pampered that's by the pillows? Porsche. That's the so whole linen line. line. Oh, yes. a, whole home, a whole black Martha Stewart situation. Yes. I'm here for it. Significant I'm, inventory too. Same. And mm -hmm. the people are giving great reviews. Um, mm -hmm. Now we're going to go down to the DMV. Our good okay. sisters of Potomac. Oh, real messy. Okay. <laughs> Giselle, Candice, and Karen Huger, <laughs> the grand dame. Oh, I'm saving Karen Huger. Easy to me. Grand dame. Lover. Lover. <laughs> Not doubt. I love anybody that can just be so dismissive of the truth. And so unbothered by that. I don't get it. Do I live here doing it? I'm not, I don't know. I don't know. Do I? You know, so I'm here for Karen. Um, okay. Um, you know, I will DM my soror just because she's my soror. No other reason. She's my soror. And so that means I will have to block Miss Candace. I'm looking forward to this season, I have to say. Oh, hell yes. I can't wait. I've been waiting. I think I was looking more forward to their season than mine. Shit. This shit um, is going to be good. It's going to be insane. I love Potomac here from, again, I, I don't, I never got why people were sleeping on Potomac to begin with. I it had a slow start. It had a slow start. I disagree, Miss Chelsea. I oh, disagree. I was like, snore, but then it just got so good. Let me hot take. I liked it better in the beginning. I did. I was extremely here for the first three seasons. Um, Katie Ross was everything to me. Katie was crazy. Oh, yeah. So, so good and crazy. Yeah. And crazy. Um, and the reads she would give Giselle. Oh, I, thought that, I thought it was great. I thought the first two, three seasons in particular were phenomenal. And these are great, too. 
I might rewatch. But, yeah, I mean, they had more, I think they had storylines and more like character development in mm-hmm. a way because it's a little so. bit slower. And yeah. now it's just like now it's drama, and yeah. that's and it's super interesting to watch. And maybe because I'm very much first of all, I'm a woman of a particular age. Number two, I am a self-proclaimed complete nerd and geek. So I watch these shows for those intricacies, for right. the plot line, for the story, for, you know, all of that. So I, the drama is to me a little cheap, to be honest. Very entertaining. But I feel you. It's low hanging fruit. Anyway, right. Yeah. Anybody can get cussed so. out. Anyway, go ahead, John. <laughs> that concludes, that concludes our game. And I, I thank you for playing. You were, you were great. I have to say, I agreed with almost all of your picks. So, you know, we are aligned. Special shout out to Karen Huger for sending Glenn a cameo on her birthday. It was the funniest shit I've ever seen. I told Karen that Glenn teaches three-year-olds. She interpreted that as she had a child. And so she said, you're a great mother. She said, and you out here raising a three-year-old. That shit is funny. I love it. It's one of the most iconic videos that we will have to this day. Mm-hmm. Let's jump back into Roni. So last night, or I watched. Alum nights. Right. We got Alum nights. Sorry. <laughs> Reiterating. I, gotta, I want the people to be confused. They're going to be like, right. what? That's not the last episode. Thank you, ladies. Keep me together. Um, I really enjoyed the scene with you and Leah mm. kind of talking about how you may feel as though you had a responsibility to educate the women, but it was not necessarily your responsibility. And we talk a lot about that on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked to, we talked about you before you came on, you know, all in good, all good words. Mm-hmm. But I was saying like, you know, I feel like you're in a hard place, right? Because if these white women were out here talking crazy and you just were like, right. I don't feel right. like, I don't feel like speaking on it. Listen, you don't have to. It is not your cross to bear every time a white woman acts out. But at the same time, as the only black woman, well, at the moment, as the only black woman on the show. The only black cast member. Only right, black right, cast right, right. member on the show. What, you know, can you do? So, like, how does that feel? Does it feel burdensome? Or- no, not at all, actually. Okay. That's the thing. And this goes back to, I, I do this work anyway. Mm-hmm. That's you can the tell. Thing. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, sis. Uh, thank you, Chelsea. I do this work anyway, so it doesn't feel like, oh, Lord, let me put on my black <laughs> knapsack and do the work of freeing the folks. Like, no, like, that's, this is my life's work. It has been my life's work in some way, shape, or form since I was 16, right? Mm-hmm. And stepped foot on campus at UNC. Shout out to my alma mater for finally doing the right thing before it was too late by the good sister, um, Nicole Hannah-Jones, granting her mm-hmm. tenure. Because they're about to get canceled. Um, <laughs> back to Roni. So no, it doesn't feel burdensome to me. And I look at those, listen, two things. I did not come on this show to constantly be calling out microaggressions or bringing up points of black trauma or oppression or subordination. Because that is not particularly fun to me. <laughs> but what is fun to me, and I'm sure y'all saw this all over my face during Harlem Night and during the beauty pageant. I love stepping into the space of Black excellence. Honey. Yes. Nothing, nothing gives me more joy than to be able to say that I will die a complete woman knowing that I uttered the words of James Baldwin to this audience and to the global world. I uttered the words of Langston Hughes, of W.B. Du Bois, Du Bois, however, both are correct. Um, I love Marcus that you clarified Garvey. that too. because Yeah, because people, people go calm. They, they, be, they begin real spicy. 
<laughs> don't do it. Ask him, take it up with Henry Louis Gates. Not with me. <laughs> Not with me. Um, so anyways, all of that, literally, I had the time of my life, ladies, when I was getting glam, when I was looking forward to presenting the candles, shout out to Harlem Candle Company, I curated the menu with my event designer, Giselle Phelps, I was thrilled to death, put together the mixology recipes, I had a blast. Now, if they didn't enjoy that, that's not my problem, I don't really give a So to that conversation I was having with Leah in the aftermath, you know, part of it is to an extent, I care what you guys enjoy. And to another extent, I don't. Why? Because I just spent the past, every moment we had filmed up until that point, enjoying shit y'all like to do. Mm, Going to Burning Man parties. I don't like that shit. That's not So true. Participating in um, random 1970s beauty pageants. In general, that's not fun to me because I could barely compete with y'all's white asses because they had just lifted the moratorium that allowed black competition in white mainstream spaces. Come on now. Mm. Wow, literally everything is like You see what I'm saying? Like right. right? And I can't And you not, leaned in and yes. you so were a team I'm, player. Right. So if I'm gonna be a team player, I have to do it on my terms. So for me, y'all gonna get this spoken word. Shout out to Angela Davis. I didn't like in the edit that they did not attribute those words to Miss Angela Davis because that is those are her words. Those were not my words in the beauty pageant. Um, so that's how I have fun. If you don't, not my fucking problem. Yo, I was watching that party like this is fire. I thought it was, oh my God, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful night. It there was, was live jazz. Beautiful. You guys couldn't hear it because they couldn't clear the licensing for the music. But uh, honey, I had a live trumpet and guitar. I had the drinks were flowing. The food was delicious. The the smell, the florals. Uh, it was giving you um, Billy Holiday Supper Club gardenia realness. It was a beautiful evening. Um, and I had a, the time of my life. My sore Natalie down at the end, who doesn't really do that group like that, had the time <laughs> of her life. I mean, anybody that didn't enjoy it, um, I'm sorry to this man. I don't Correct. know what to tell you, you know, because what I don't enjoy are things that don't contain some element of intellectual stimulation, even at a cocktail party. If I'm gonna stay till the lights come on, it's because I'm engaging in a convo that's, you know got me you know um interested mm-hmm. you know but literally just taking shots to the head and shooting the shit that that is boring to me actually mm-hmm. yeah two things i one i thought the editing this editing like that's interesting that that was an angela davis mm-hmm. poem i didn't know that but the way that exactly. it was edited it's like to continue i'm thinking i think in a way there's a certain type of editing in the way that they're trying to present you to the, to, sure. to viewers right yeah, i'm teaching so i'm just, preachy. Yeah, yeah, yeah right so mm-hmm. dropping that without context says something and then just the emphasis on people looking bored or whatever and playing mm-hmm. this music I think that there's, it's possible that some of the women were actually engaged, but the editing. Sonia, Sonia else, Morgan was engaged. Right. Sonia, Sonia Rita was here Sonia for it. Honey, Sonia actually didn't drink intentionally that night because she wanted to be attentive. And she, yeah, she knows. Wow. That she, no, and she sent me a whole text the day after um, talking about how much she learned, how much she, because Sonia is also an artist. You know, yes. she is a writer. People don't even know that about her. That's why I gave her Zora Neale Hurston. That yeah, was cut right. from the edit. You know, so that's the thing. These women, for to say they've been friends for 30, they don't even know each other. Right. You know, when I said that at the dinner, again, cut from the edit, I was like, yeah, I'm giving Sonia Zornel Hurston because Sonia is a writer. Lou went, oh, I didn't know you wrote, but that's your friend. But that's your friend. And y'all been on this show for how many years? I mean, 
are they real friends though? Like, because speaking to someone who's in like the actual show, are they real friends or is it just like a cast of people? No. So it's, it's like some, the answer is somewhere between those two scenarios, Chelsea. Like they're definitely not just cast. I mean, it is legitimate that these women have known each other in the case of Luann, Sonia and Ramona have known each other for 30 years. Okay. Mm -hmm. They were both single gals together. They married around the same time, had their babies around the same time. That's 30 years. And then Lou came after the first 10. So between the three of them, you're talking about 20 years all around. That's legitimate. But everybody defines friendship differently. You know, the, 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 our parents all talk to us about friends and acquaintances. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Careful who you call a friend. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Going back to the dinner, just one more moment. You were talking Mm -hmm. about like enjoying stimulating conversations. The way I was viewing it, Mm -hmm. when Bershawn came over and suddenly started talking about little dicks, I felt it was a bit undermining. And I was kind of reading your facial expression to be like, after all of that, this is what we're talking about. But again, like you mentioned in the beginning, you're with the shit. So you join the conversation. But right. I'm with the shit. And I'm always with the shit. With a few exceptions. Mm-hmm. Harlem Knight was an exception. You know, it right. took so and 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 I didn't take it personally from Bershawn because she was literally just meeting me. Um, so I don't think it was a deliberate attempt. So I don't think she knew me to know A, what I had just gone through with these hoes back in the Hamptons. Right. Nor did she know how much energy it took to even get them there. Right. Y'all saw how they was complaining walking down them About stairs. the steps, ladies. You know, like this is not New York. Stop. Right. But you would take them same steps down somewhere in Tribeca. Correct. You take those same steps down somewhere in Soho. Mm -hmm. The funny thing about the show is like, and it's so unrealistic if you're not actually from New York, because they're Mm -hmm. all in this like upper whatever bubble. Mm -hmm. Like remember when they had to like visit Leah and they were complaining about going to Chelsea? Yeah. I was like, do you not understand that real estate downtown is worth more than where you literally more. The most expensive is the West Village. Get Mm -hmm. get into it. (laughs) Get into it. This like oh. it's like this weird snobbery that doesn't even make sense. It's, it's just just like white supremacy, isn't that interesting? <laughs> totally arbitrary. Um, but yeah, so I didn't take it personally that Bershawn kind of went to the dick size conversation in the middle of a beautifully curated evening mm-hmm. devoted to black excellence. Um, but I did feel that like sis, you making my job harder. Right. Yeah. You know, right. I will say as a viewer. And I'm really hoping this doesn't happen. I don't want them to pin you two against each other. Like the two. They don't, they, they, they don't pin us against each other. Okay. Okay. I, Cause I watch, there's like a clip, you know, I watch all the extra clips and it was like, what was it titled? It was like, does Bershawn like, or did Bershawn like Ebony? And I was like, why is this the title? Like, oh, well that's like that. Oh, was that from, was that a Bravo clip? Yeah, it was a Bravo clip. Okay. So I can't say what production does or doesn't do. I can't, cause I just can't speak and I'm seeing this in real time, the way you all are. You're telling mm-hmm. me something, right? Mm-hmm. But what I can tell you, the women on the show do not pit us against each other. Okay. That doesn't. Okay. okay. I mean, and then there was that comment that she made about, we're all people. And I don't, I don't really, I, the way I interpreted what Bershawn was trying to say was that like black history is American history. Okay. But how did it come off to you? Because I think that's a conversation that a lot, that, that comes mm-hmm. up a lot. Like, it was give, like it was given all lives matter, you know, or that, you know, that was my interpretation. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But I don't know this sister like that at that time mm-hmm. in particular to subscribe that. So that's why I said it's giving all lives matter vibes to me. Yeah. She very well might have meant it from a it's beautiful American collective history. And it is. And it is. Um, but I do know 
listen, this is why there were debates between Booker T. Washington and DuBois. This right. is why there were debates between Malcolm and Martin. This is why to this day, there's, you know, different ways in which black leadership shows up. So who am I to be any more of an authority than Brashawn's approach? Mm-hmm. They're just different. Some people, especially some black people, I mean, but a lot of black people real mad at, you know, the way I show up on this platform because they feel intrinsically that when one leans into the distinctions of blackness, no matter how traumatic or beautiful they may be rooted that in and of itself, that distinction is divisive, right? Mm-hmm. So they, they, they default to a place of divisiveness when it comes to pointing out distinctions of blackness. Um, I'm not that way. I feel that in order to move forward authentically, we must go back to the truth fundamentally of our distinct experiences in this nation. Yes. And, and really even globally, but you know, we can't even get there until we deal with what's going on domestically. So until we get extremely honest and clear about the uniqueness and the beauty and the heartache of blackness in America, I have no desire for this Band-Aid solution bullshit unity that's being talked about in mainstream society. I'm just not interested. I don't buy it. So that is my requirement to move forward, hence the relation, the scene with Ramona. Right. Where what I'm doing in that scene, I don't give a damn who Ramona voted for. We're all pretty clear on who it was. And we know it's not the same person I voted for. Mm. Who cares? Mm. Y'all lost anyway. I really don't give a damn. (laughs) What I'm talking about in that scene is trying to get to a foundational understanding of the woman's value system. Because if we can have the most basic alignment, I think you said this word, Shade, earlier. Alignment is a very important word. Mm -hmm. If we can get to the most basic alignment, me and Ramona, of just sharing a value system that says, despite partisan politics, despite policies in Iran, despite tax brackets, what we can agree on is that every single human across the racial spectrum deserves the same basic rights to humanity. If we can get that established, we can shoot the shit and keep key with the best of them. But if we don't establish that, I don't have any desire to connect with you on any other level, not not. Um, about your daughter, not about your dog, not about your fashion, not about these French 75s, and certainly not about anything else. Right, because yeah. I don't know where you stand. Like, no, I do. At that point, right. I do know. But, now, but now you know, yeah. Right, mm-hmm. and once I know that, I'm, I'm just not with the small talk bullshit. That's just right. me. So, that fleeing I, was giving white fragility. That's what I think we're seeing a lot of on the show. Yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Chelsea. Well, I was just going to say, like, watching you, it's been, like, it's been, like, really, like, inspiring and admirable, the fact that you can, like, confidently talk about these issues and be the only one doing it, if that makes sense, like, Mm -hmm. standing alone in that space. For me, I talk about this a lot on the show. Sometimes I have the energy to do it. Sometimes I don't. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's just never been successful. Mm. So it's like, I do it, and I have these conversations, and then all of a sudden, I'm the mean girl. I'm the one who always is the damn troublemaker. Fun. Troublemaker. Yeah, like yeah. the the angry one. So like honestly, I've like taken a step back from my own self. Mm-hmm. But then I get this guilt of like that could have been a, a teaching moment. Mm-hmm. You know? I could have I maybe I'm the only person in their life that can teach them something, even though things seem like it should be pretty obvious to me. But like, how do you I don't know, how do you remain poised? How do you do this work? Because to me it's it's it must be laborious to constantly be doing this um but like i don't know do the work and still maintain your own mental health Mm -hmm. so two things um big question and i want to invite you to give yourself a lot of compassion here because i hear in your um narrative there's a little bit of of self-critique and judgment 
and I want to invite you to divorce yourself from that. Um, divorce yourself from that. What I want to offer you is number one, it doesn't feel so laborious to me because see, I'm very uniquely positioned and go with me here. I'm a woman, I'm a believer and I believe in spiritual gifts. And it just so happens that one of my spiritual gifts is the temperament to engage deeply and sustained mm. around these conversations of blackness. Like it is literally a spiritual gift of mine. One that was spiritually given to me as a child. Um, I've literally always been curious. I've been reading the works of Phyllis Wheatley and Stokely Carmichael and um, Harriet Jacobs. Um, slave narrative since I was six, seven, eight years old. And then I studied it academically at UNC to get a bachelor's in Black Studies and Communications. So I'm classically and spiritually trained in this work. That's number one. So I'm not just, no disrespect or shade, I'm not just an ordinary Black woman in the space. I'm a spiritually gifted and divinely positioned one. Hmm. Number two, I have favor. God has favored me and given me all the tools. You know the saying, um, the world will, will make room for your gifts? Mm -hmm. That's what you see on the show. Now, these it didn't say these women will make room mm -hmm. for your gifts. It didn't say these show producers will make room for your gifts. It didn't even say the vast majority of the Roni audience will make room for your gifts. It said the world will that make part. room for your gifts. And so right now, what's in my DMs? People from white people, black people, indigenous people, autistic people. LGBTQ plus people from Belgium, South Africa, the UK, Sydney, all over the world saying, you have taught me and or, and, or you have affirmed what yes. I already knew to be the beautiful truth of blackness in America. So that's, that's it. That's it for me. Oh, I have chills. I love it. Me too. I love it. I love it. Yeah. It's so important. Like, I don't, we don't see so publicly some people that are just loving us. And for, for you to be just loving us on national television is really powerful. Just, we've never seen anything yeah. like that before. And I'm loving me too. Yeah. And that's, that's right. the part, going back to the laborist part, Chelsea, because mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are like, ooh, sis, you better than me. You must be tired. Mm -hmm. Not really, <laughs> right? Not really, because it's not a martyr you know, um, framing here. This is not something I'm doing for my people. I'm doing it as much for me as anybody. Mm. Y'all are just looking at a black woman who's deeply in love mm -hmm. with blackness. Mm -hmm. I'm deeply it's in love with blackness. It is my unadulterated favorite thing about myself. And y'all gonna get it whether you want it or not, castmates, audience. I don't really give a shit. And the other <laughs> thing I'll tell you, Chelsea, I talked about this on my Breakfast Club um, interview recently, and I'm just getting to this. So don't think this is, um, coming from some space of all knowingness. I mean, a lot of these things I'm sharing with y'all have come to me in the last few days and weeks, you mm. know, in real time as I'm processing and experiencing and watching these episodes just like you are and seeing how people are moving as mm -hmm. they are watching and seeing them replay. I have really gotten, I'm in the middle of a divorce. I'm almost at the end. It's almost final. A divorce from any occupation whatsoever with white comfort. I'm mm -hmm. completely divorced mm -hmm. of even the tiniest concern or inquiry of white comfort. So that now that I've, I've divorced myself from that preoccupation of their comfort and even um, insecure black people's comfort, because there's a lot of that going out there too. Anybody that has any discomfort in what I'm doing and how I'm doing it, 
You're not my concern. And now that I've done that, y'all, it lets me not care about being the troublemaker. It lets me not care about, oh, you're the race baiter. It lets me not give a shit about ruining your, your good time. Your good time. I don't give a fuck about that. I'm out here doing God's work. So that's how I really feel about it. I love Damn. You, like, yeah. I mean, amazing. But I love that you mentioned like your education around this, especially during this time. So I studied sociology. Mm. Um, and so like, I'm very interested in these topics and mm-hmm. talk about them at length with my friends. I just don't talk about them with white people, but right. Um, um, same right by now, the way, the- same, yeah. Like, I have these conversations till four in the morning with all my black girlfriends. Like, yeah, you know, how we gonna it. save the world today? Go ahead, yeah. <laughs> but right now, in the ethos, a lot of people are talking about critical race theory mm-hmm. and like the issue of that being taught in schools. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is kind of an obvious question, but I, I don't know. I want to hear your take on what's happening right now. Like, the fact that Juneteenth is now a holiday, but in some states the kids won't even understand what the hell the holiday is about. Right. You know, the, 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 the siege of truth that is going on in this nation, specifically around this politically, you know, it, and it's under the guise of politics, but what it really is, is an anti-black movement. Like mm-hmm. we must be more precise in the way we even talk about this stuff. Right. Like don't gaslight me and say it's about politics. It's not about politics. It's about human rights. And that's really where I'm not going to allow um, the network, like outside forces to ha- to project their ignorance onto me and my understanding. Even that scene and Ramona, like, oh, I don't want to talk about politics. Sis, I ain't asked you a goddamn thing about politics. Nothing. I'm asking you about women's rights. I'm asking you about humanity. Um, so around the critical race theory, I think it's very important that we all push back on the notion that it's about politics. It's not. It is an anti-Black movement, simple and pure. What I think is, sadly, there are um, interests that can be successful. Um, And so in anticipation of any level of success, those anti-Black movements to shut down critical race theory or other um, accurate historical teachings as it relates to Blackness and other cultures, that is part of why you see me moving like I'm moving on this platform. Right. Because... What they what they refuse to receive in one space, they're going to have to get it another way. Mm-hmm. And so for those that take the position of, well, I love, and I hear a lot of folks say this, especially a lot of folks that look like us in this chat. Well, I love Ebony and I think she's great, but I just don't think that's the platform for her. And I just don't think that's for the housewives because I watch the housewives for entertainment and escapism. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what, sis? This is exactly the platform for me because... The people that need this the most are never going to be in a platform that advertises with this information. Y'all feel me? Um, no, it's the perfect platform because the very people that need this uh, lens the most are those that will always run away from platforms that advertise as giving that to them. Yeah. It, you know, because it's if like you can't were, preach to the choir. You need- right. Because those people are not going to go to church. The people right. that need this are not going to church. So mm-hmm. where are they going? They're watching Housewives. Church, of right. course, not literal for those listening. Um, <laughs> you know I mean, they're not going to go where they know this information is being provided. They're going to run away from it. Like you saw Ramona running away from her own damn house in that scene. <laughs> so so this, this is the only tactic I can employ to get the messaging where it needs to really land. Yeah. I, I wish everyone had like a basic standard of understanding but it's crazy that they don't i remember i went i went to a boarding school for high school 
And mm-hmm. kids didn't know who Malcolm X was. Mm-hmm. They had no idea who he was. And I was like, wait, what? That's like one of the big ones. Like, did they know I did who, not know him. Did they know who E.J. Walker was? No. <laughs> well, that's it, right? But that was that was the funny thing that, you know, every we don't need an education. Well, apparently you do, because I don't know who E.J. Walker is. Who's that? <laughs> Listen, we talked hmm. about this. If we had to play the game and we just start going further and further with like people, historical figures, and we were mm-hmm. like... <laughs> People would mm-hmm. not be making it far. They would not be winning and, the and, prize. And guess what else, sis? Guess what else, Shade? A lot of us wouldn't make it far in that game either. Oh, I, I no, believe it. Completely. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just got your joke because in my head, I was like, who the hell is EJ Walker? And I remember oh, Ramona. Ramona. <laughs> and then she, and she had the nerve to say whatever. Like, oh, my God. I don't know. Oh, so oh my God. God. Oh, you're just not getting it. Yeah, too. I was like, what? They know E and J? Like, <laughs> right. that's literally Stop. my brain went. Stop. Oh, my gosh. She's like, I'm talking about a. Oh, I can't even think of it. It was just the black, the first black, black chick to make a million bucks, EJ Walker. And she was right. so proud. And she's like, she, she, you should be happy. I think she said that, right? Like she, she wanted a that. cookie. Like yes. she wanted, mm-hmm. come on, girl. Come on, okay. I, I also want to talk about dating. Yes. I, okay. That's where I was uh, going. Cause, I was okay. I, can I, there. okay. Sorry, Shade. But I'm not going to lie. I was a little surprised, Ebony, because of your like, from what I've seen on you on TV and all the mm-hmm. platforms that I watch you on, I was surprised to learn that you weren't dating someone who was black. And I want to hear about oh, interracial dating. Mm-hmm. And I want to hear about how that works with someone who is so aware of their blackness. So mm-hmm. like educated on it. Like, is it like, was it, you know what I mean? I do a hundred percent, a hundred percent, totally valid question. What I would say is, and I talked about this a little bit on The Breakfast Club too, right? Um, So, of course, my preference was, has always been to partner with a Black man. For many reasons, but first on the list is because of his presumed, and I say that intentionally, (laughs) his presumed consciousness and understanding of the lived Black experience and ability to share in that with me, Mm -hmm. to be clear. Put a pin in that. Yes. There's other things that I really value around a man, and they are, frankly, a lot. Um, I'm looking for someone to provide and protect at a certain level, and I'm not going to cut no cards. I'm looking for a man with significant resources because I live in New York. I live a certain lifestyle that I already afford myself. I want to be clear here. So if I'm to partner with a man in the space of marriage, which is what I'm seeking, you have got to be financially positioned to do so. That, of course, is to never imply that there is not significant numbers of Black men with those resources. But the numbers don't lie, ladies. And the number of Black nice. men with those resources that are in the age space that I would be seeking, which is at this point, mid-40s to mid-50s, maybe late-50s even, they're mostly married. They're mm-hmm. either mostly married and or they are not looking to marry. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that goes across the board, by the way, that's true of white men and other raced men too. It's just that basically long story short, the, the pool of men that are available to me of any race is this big because I'm looking for exceptionalism with, with integrity. I'm looking for professional exceptionalism. I'm looking for financial exceptionalism and I'm looking for a man with a belief system in God. And I'm looking for a man at this point who actually wants to have a wife and actually wants to bring at least one child into the world with said wife. Not a pool just got this small. 
So I'm just not at this point going to then further shrink my pool by excluding to only black men. So that's, that's where I'm at. We've talked about this. We have talked about this. Um, And I, yeah, I wanted to shift. But I can't date a regular white guy though. I just want to sorry, sorry, not to cut you off, but (laughs) because I've I've done that too. And and then that, like, if you don't have any basic consciousness, um, right. It's a bridge too far. It's a bridge too far. Absolutely. I went on a date date recently. Um, Three of my dates recently out of my five have been with black men, been exceptional and amazing. One was a Jewish guy who's non-practicing Jew and the other was from the Middle East. The non-practicing Jew, we were talking about Juneteenth, something, something, something. Oh, I know what it was. I was talking about how I wanted to, to, to start a business and I wanted to have this vibe. And I was like, oh, I wanted to be reminiscent of like Paris, like a la Baldwin, a la Ernest Hemingway. And he said, well, I know who Ernest Hemingway is. I don't know who Baldwin is. Red Abort mission. Abort mission. But what I did do, because I'm about to work, is I asked him for a mailing address he was comfortable giving me, and I sent the uh, man a copy of one of Baldwin's works. I say, get Love started. Love that. Yeah, it was get it was seven dollars, you know. But yeah, he wait, what's started. your sign? I feel like you're such an like educator. I'm a Virgo. Say, and I'm she's very Virgo. Definitely an Earth sign. Virgo, yeah. I'm a Capricorn. I love Capricorns. Yeah, I Taurus, <laughs> Taurus, Capricorn, Virgo, the vibes. Yeah, and Thanks I'm I'm here for a good Sagittarius too. Just random. <laughs> Oh, okay. You mm-hmm. two out of three. Mm-hmm. What are you, Shade? I'm a Leo. Child, my mama Gloria Leo. Y'all's asses <laughs> is a trip. A mess. <laughs> a mess. A mess. A mess. <laughs> that's my mama. I love her so. And I'll own it. But we've talked about this a lot on the show. You know, even dating um, Miss Chelsea is likely getting a ring very soon. So she's fine. However... Me and Glenn is out here in these ghetto-ass streets. Nasty streets. <laughs> and it is very challenging. And and I think, you know, we discussed this in terms of, like, the pool shrinking, in terms of, like, being realistic about the financial expectations that you have and mm-hmm. not wanting to settle. And it's mm-hmm. very complicated. And I agree that, you know, ideally, yes, Black love. I know All I want day. them to be with black men. Everybody does. Everybody wants every black queen to be with a black king. But are there enough black kings to go around, Chelsea? Have you done the math? <laughs> That's a real question. That's not no, 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 no. I I understand where you where you're coming from. It, it's it's unfortunate, and it's it is because of systematic racism. But I get it. Mm-hmm. I still want it for them. Yeah. Okay. I, well, to, I don't know how old y'all are, but Chelsea and these fantasies, mm-mm. it ain't gonna work. <laughs> Chelsea and these fantasies. I'm too damn old. Chelsea and these hypothetical. I want it. Okay. The sis, the numbers are concrete. Okay. And I'm a bitch of a certain age. Y'all are a little <laughs> bit younger. And so what's also true, and this is very important because black women don't discuss this honestly enough. I'm moisturized. I look great for my age. All of my black sisters are gorgeous. It's like a weird thing. I don't have nothing but eights and nines and tens on my whole squad. It's a beautiful thing. And we all look fantastic and we work out. And But our age is our age. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and most men of all races, and this is especially true of black men because black men are the most in demand man of any category because every category of it's true, Sade, you know, it's true. Mm-hmm. Every kind of woman 
wants and desires a black man, particularly like that's just it. So it's, it's like they have the opposite problem that we do. Black women are swiped on the least on yes. all these apps and black men and white men are swiped on the most. Okay. And so black men have so many options. It's not even funny. And I can never be mad at them for that. I'm happy for them. I truly am. Means is when you're a black woman of a particular age, let's say you're a 38 year old black man and you're very successful and you're all the things that a woman like myself and my friends would want. And you're a 38 year old woman with those things, but your market value is not the same as his because, because that's society. Society says, regardless of how great you look, I'm just telling y'all sisters. So y'all mm-hmm. know, because people will lie to you. No, Evan, you, right? I, yeah. I, okay. So I know we don't like this man. I know. It's, I was thinking oh, about him too. I know we not. don't like it. I don't, I, did, I have a hot take. I think Kevin Samuels be talking a lot of truth. I was going to say, gonna it say, sounds like I, you might okay, like. Ebony, yes. Ebony, Ebony, oh my gosh. You need to go back and listen to him because I've been saying he's, he's, I don't like his delivery. I don't think I don't he either. needs to be disrespectful and nasty to people. And it's but, a mess, but yeah. But I think some of the things he's saying is true. And I wish older, I want to have like more like intergenerational conversations. And I, I do with my sister and my mom. Mm-hmm. But some of the things he's saying, I'm like, younger women, black women need, need to, to know get, so that know we it. can prepare and make decisions accordingly. Yes, I agree with you. Listen, I'm not about to say him Kate for Kevin Samuels because he'd be doing too goddamn much. But, <laughs> but, but I mean, just does. Absolutely. But substantively, I just sent in the group chat with my homegirls one of his better videos. If you find it, I think it's called something, a conversation with um, the modern woman or what the modern woman should be wanting or something. Anyways, Kevin Sanders Intel, single line of whole goddamn talk. Okay. The fair market value for a woman over 35 um, that is still looking to have children. Okay. It's not the same as a man of that same age. Okay, Mm -hmm. because if I'm a 37 year old man, especially a 37 year old black man, and I'm in the top five uh, to three percent of earners of all men in America, which are the kind of men we're all targeting. See, that's the thing. We all want the same kind of man. Right. Right. Okay. Right. Um, I'm probably going to want a beautiful, educated, high earning in her own right. But I don't care as much about that. See, that's another problem. Black women don't really understand. Men with money don't really care about your money. They don't. Oh, he says this. They this don't. is no. I've lived it. I make a good amount of money. Mm-hmm. They don't give a fuck because once the man is making, frankly, I'll say it. Once he's making over five hundred, seven hundred thousand dollars a year, he doesn't give a shit about your money. And if he's real rich, like he's making over ten, twenty million a year, a hundred million a year, he really don't give a damn about your money. Right. So you're thinking that we're bringing that as an asset. Like, look at me. I'm beautiful. I'm fit. I have a. a, a JD or DDS or an MS and I, and I make over $260,000 a year. They don't give a shit. So some of these things that we're thinking are attributes to our package are not working in our favor in the way that we would think. Then do I want that man that doesn't give a shit that I work my ass off from my JD or whatever it may be mm-hmm. and that I've made my money as a black woman? Mm-hmm. Wait, okay. but how does your money make his life better? Because he understands that I'm not just coming to the table like, all right, I'm ready to be taken care of. I thought that too, sis. All I can tell you, I hear you. (laughs) Trust me, I really thought that was going to work in my favor until I Mm -hmm. found out it absolutely doesn't. Um, Simply because men are just not like us. They don't give credit for like effort. What they want to know is, uh, now listen, there is a kind of man that that will give us points for that. It's the kind of man that's looking to split bills. 
It's the kind of man that's looking. I'm just. Can we talk the truth on this show? Okay. Absolutely. It's the, kind of man, it's the kind of man that's looking for. Hey, I make, and it could still be a lot. I make two hundred, and if she make two hundred, we make four hundred, and that's how we gonna move. Now, if yeah. you're looking for that kind of man, that man is looking for you. But if you're looking for the kind of man that says, I make eight hundred or a million or even the two, and we're gonna live on the two, and that's what it is. He doesn't care about your two. He doesn't care about your half a million. I've seen him not care about that. So maybe I'm a Dutch bitch. And that's great because you actually want better optionality than me. Let's go. Yeah. No, it's very considered in your package. Absolutely. I worked too hard to make this all this money for you to act like you some something special. I feel you, sis. Um, I I don't move like that, but I feel you. (laughs) No, I'm not. I I just said in breakfast, I'm not paying five dollars towards the mortgage. None of it. Mm-hmm. I know I was, I was, I, that was very interesting to me to see or to learn that you are pretty, I, you can correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong, but into like traditional Extreme. gender roles. Yes. Um, question, does that go past a certain point? Like if you met a guy and he was like, well, I don't want you to do Real Housewives of New York. I don't want you to do your mm. shows. I don't, I want you to be my lady. I got you. I'm going to give you all the world and more, but I want you to be my lady. <gasps> Girl, where he I at? Agree with you. <laughs> like, where he at? I don't know. Okay. That's yeah. like y'all just watched the um last season, right? What did Tinsley do? Now the shit didn't work out for her. Mm. But I would have made the same decision. If, right. If Scott was something other than a stupid, sloppy ass piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> low key. If he actually was a stand-up man and he actually was going to care and respect and provide and love on this woman at the, at that point in her life, mm-hmm. I would have said, Fuck you bitches production and bravo so fast it would yeah. have made everybody take this mic off me i got to get <laughs> i gotta go you gotta go right now to chicago where is my flight to is de- let's get on this delta one flight and fuck y'all you know <laughs> get some deep dish listen right. real quick the fuck out of here listen i hear it and i think you know that's the distinction i think everyone needs to make and be realistic about for me listen i'm gonna always have a roof over my head and i'm gonna always have mine mm-hmm. so if you could come and contribute Let's do this. I but it. I can't. Build an empire. Yeah, you know? but I can't. Yeah. I cannot have a man. I just. I think the way I'm interpreting what you're saying, though, Ebony, is like not, it, there. We look at men as being good catches for like what they do, and like mm-hmm. we value that type of stuff. That's not saying that they wouldn't respect that we do all those things. Sure, right? Yeah. They but don't. It's just want not what they're prioritizing. Yeah, serious. exactly. They don't right. want a broke bitch because that, especially for a man of a certain um, class and social positioning, that also doesn't work. See mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They can't bring a stripper bitch to <laughs> the, the the multi-million dollar fundraiser. Off Some of, of them do. They do. They do. They do. Mm. Mm. Maybe not maybe the rooms that I've been in. Okay, I'm gonna say maybe may, I'm thinking more of uh, the Migos. Maybe for fun, but they're okay. Not exactly, I'm not talking about no Migos. <laughs> yeah, no, no Quavo. No, thank I'm you. About that shit. But these damn athletes and these okay, rappers—they okay. are not talking about so, athletes or right. hoes. You were already on the wrong. What did not I talk them. about? What's the? What did I say? Episode one, Shade. You're not paying attention. <laughs> Stop dating the talent. Date the bosses. Ooh. Correct. Correct. You guys to go back and rewatch Shade. But you know Correct. what's the saying? What's the saying? I th- there's something my mom always says, like the youth is wasted on the young or some. I don't know. She says stuff like that. I feel like I feel like you the know, young. Just, yeah, I'm so glad my old ass is talking to y'all. Stop. Yeah, no, no talent, no app, nobody on the team. You want who's writing the checks? Mm. You don't want anybody who's got a tour to make their money. Mm. You want 
somebody who's making money sitting on a beach in Fiji while everybody <laughs> else is touring for them. I'm serious. I'm, You're spinning facts. Me for this shit. <laughs> you are spinning facts. Listen, I don't know. We're going to find out. Yeah, but listen, you're still young. So continue. Like, you don't have to have this shit figured out tomorrow. In- explore. See what feels good. See, I've, I'm speaking from experience. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking as a woman who, for every relationship up until my recent engagement, was the breadwinner significantly. I'm talking about making three, four times. I make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Making three, yeah. four times the amount of money my attorney boyfriend made. Mm-hmm. And then I was in my last relationship and shit hit different. I'm sure. Ah. Uh... I'm just being honest with y'all. But here's here's what scares me. And I know this is a stereotype. And please tell us if you need to go. We want to be respectful of your time. No, I mean, I normally would go, but this is... This is good. So. Okay. Erica Jane. Mm-hmm. Now, I know we're not going to speak on her legal stuff. And I think mm-hmm. some of the things she might be saying might be aiding in her storyline. Mm-hmm. However, if you've been ro- watching recently, she talks oh, yeah. about how Tom treated her like a damn dog. Right. Mm-hmm. I know. I didn't buy it either. But Okay. So, you know, the, the lesson there, <laughs> don't marry Tom Girardi. It's not don't marry a wealthy man. Right. Mm. You, th- that is not the case. See, that's the thing. But it's. It, everybody is not the same. That's, that's just like a man saying, Oh, get you a uneducated need you bitch. Cause she's going to cater to you. Meanwhile, we all know it's some uneducated raggedy hoes that still don't cook or clean look a fucking mess. So there's no, there's no presumptive uniform way in which this, these traits present. Right. They're like snow. My dating coach said this to me the other day. It's like snowflakes. Every single one is unique in every vertical. So you have to approach it that way. Mm. Oh, Jesus Christ. How has your dating coach been helping you? Well, number one, well, you know, the bitch is expensive. That's <laughs> right. Because I almost got one and I'm like, that's too soon. But she's Fine, I can be your Well, y'all are too young. I, I think y'all, y'all still in your 20s? Yes, mm-hmm. but I'm no, on the cusp. No, no, no. I'm on my way out. That's why even, even still, I was even going to give you up to th- anything younger than 35. Keep your money. It's not worth it. No, I'm telling y'all. It's oh, good. Thank not you. Worth. Just go outside. Girl costs money. Go out. Exactly. See, y'all still got the energy to go outside. My back be hurting. I can't be out there <laughs> in the streets. Okay. So I pay somebody. <laughs> I don't know why y'all laughing. I pay somebody to curate a data, a pool, really, because they are working from, and I didn't know this about these high-end, extremely expensive matchmakers. They work collaboratively with other high-end, extremely high-end matchmakers. So they share database. So they'll pick up the phone and say, Susie, I'm dealing with, you know, a gorgeous woman in her mid-50s looking for this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. Do you have a man in his early 70s? Because that's what you should be looking for if you're in your mid-50s. See what I did there? I see. Mm -hmm. We taking Um, notes. Right. Oh so God. who do you have for her? And then they, everybody, as my co-host Dustin Russell, they pass the peas, everybody passing the peas and to, to, mm-hmm. to, to get everybody what they want. So I have been on five dates with five different men. They've presented even more to me, some of which I pass on. If I pass, I pass. If I say yay, the man says yay. Then we have a, a, a first date if they're away because some of the guys are in Chicago or Boston or LA. It's virtual. And then we go on oh. a real live date. And so I've had several multiple dates with uh, a couple of the same gentlemen. And the one thing I can tell you that has been worth my investment, every single man I've met has been exceptional. Exceptional. Now, every man is not my husband. Three of them I've already bid a a day to, Mm. but exceptional men, exceptional men. And the fact that they signed up shows that they are very seriously in pursuit of wives and, I, you got, and when you're spending the kind of money I'm spending, I'm not fucking around. So right. I'm looking for um, a long-term relationship. No, I'm looking for a husband who is looking for a wife. By the right. way, that's different. 
one of the things that made my last um, relationship with my then fiance not work, he was looking for a companion. He was looking for a beautiful trophy that he can enjoy trips and dinners and life with. He wanted that and he gave it to me. Um, but he wasn't looking for a life partner. He was not looking for someone to make decisions with, someone mm-hmm. to um, navigate life alongside as dual adults with dual say. Um, and so that's why now I'm specific. I'm looking for someone who wants a wife. My ex didn't want a wife. Miss Ebony K. Williams, we're going to have to... We're going to ask one more question. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. But I'm saying she's going to have to be a, like, we need a, a segment. I need a... <laughs> no, I think this is so valuable. I know. Mm. Like, I really think it's so valuable because like when someone like Kevin says this stuff, it's like mm-hmm. delivered to you in this like nasty pile of shit. But mm-hmm. like another woman who's like just like, hey sis, this is just this is what I've experienced, and like right. what I've experienced, yeah, and like so it. you take it or you don't take it. But like I can hear it better from coming mm-hmm. from you, and I'm sure if I were, were to like peek into your group chat, mm-hmm. it would be so Ooh, it's resourceful lit. and like it's lit, yeah, and different experiences. A lot of my friends are currently married. Long, I got friends coming up on ten, twelve years of marriage. Mm-hmm. I have friends that you know have we've you know, all frozen our eggs. One young lady froze them and still had a five-year infertility challenge. And she's the picture of health. Like, just we wouldn't know. Yeah. And so I'm here as a resource. The reason I'm talking so candidly and telling all my business is because I wish someone had told me. Mm-hmm. I truly wish I had known around 27, 28, I would have made decisions differently. Um, I just would have made decisions differently. That's what the man calls the danger zone. But okay, anyways, what I, what I wanted to also ask you really quick before we let you have a great night um, is you talked about the importance of having sex. So how much sex do you think you should be having like a week? <laughs> I mean, this is a snowflake question, Chelsea. What I mean by that is it's so individual, right? Um, and I do think this, at least going to my last relationship, which for all the challenges we had, sex was not one of them. We had, mm-hmm. even up until the end, we had a very beautiful, consistent, dope sex life. We just did. Um, I think because we were also both divorced and, and from various experiences, and we knew enough to know this part has got to remain intact if we are to have a shot in hell. Um, so I'll say this about sex. It won't save your relationship, but it'll ruin it. Mm. Woo! I'll say it again. It will not, sex will not save your relationship, but it will ruin it. Um, so we, and listen, in the beginning, you, we're all rabbits, right? So now yeah. that's a, even multiple times a day, whatever, whatever. I think once you're in the thick of things, potentially living together, living life, paying bills, really doing the things of the world, as long, if we hadn't had sex twice in a week, I was concerned. Okay. Three times was ideal. Less, if, 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 and heaven forbid a whole week goes by and there's no sex. No, and we both would be like, okay, the f- no. Mm-mm. Why are you looking like that, Shade? No, she agrees. I, I'm sure I, 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 I subscribe to once a day. Okay. Well, let's talk about She's answer. never lived with. Listen, I, I did yeah. not say a you full get marathon. A I did not say a full marathon. Just, you could have a quickie. I just like a little stimulation. Oh, I think it's great. I think that's healthy. I don't think that's like bad. I think that's lovely. I just know for me between sleepy, I'm also, I'm, it, it's a hard decision for me sometimes between sex and sleep. Okay? I'm <laughs> oh, I pass sex about that. every time. I hear you. And I, it's a negotiation for me. It is. Um, and sometimes I negotiate in favor of the relationship, which says sex wins. 
Um, but yeah, so that alarm be getting set 15 minutes early. Boop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is this was so informative. Um, I'm in Tribeca, so I might I don't know if you're still there. I might see you around. I'm not as much anymore. I moved from that that place I shared with my ex in Tribeca, but it was lovely and I love Tribeca. Um, and I'm currently uptown in Harlem. Um, but I will see you beautiful queens around, out and about. I'm sure of it. Yes. yes. Thank you so much for joining Amazing. us. Thank um, you. Please just let the people know. I know you are you on a lot of platforms. So, you know, where they can find you, where they can hear sure, you. Sure, sure. The best place to find me is Instagram. Um, it's my favorite social media app of choice. Ebony K. Williams, Ebony with an I. Um, hit me there. I do read my comments. I do read my DMs for better or for worse. Um, yeah, that's the best way. Check out Holding Court. That's my podcast. I host with Dustin Ross. It drops yes. every Wednesday. You will catch some of these little gems in the midst of our analysis of, of headlines. So it's it's a lot of fun and, and hopefully a lot of information anywhere you get podcasts, Holding Court. Uh, shout out to Charlemagne the God and the Black Effect Network. We're all sibling um, sibling family. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's all good. We love it. Thank Great. you so much that. for Thanks joining again. us. Thank you, ladies. Amazing. Adore All y'all. Right. Talk soon. Bye. Thank you. Likewise. Thank you. Bye. Bye. What would you do? Do we have a what would you do? Do we have time for yes, what would you yes, do? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. What would you do? What would you do? Glenn, what is that finger? You're just like, bah, bah, bah. I was like, let's bring it along. <laughs> I mean, break up with him. <laughs> okay, that's the advice. No, no, no. Okay. Dear BGT, I've been with my boyfriend for eight years. I am now 33. Sometimes it's hard when people older than, than us ask for advice because I'm like, I don't know. She's not that old. I know, but like. That's a long just, time. Right. 33, eight years. Um, And I want to be married. I've made this clear. I've expressed this. I don't know what to do. Our relationship is pretty much perfect. So I'm confused what the hesitation is on his end. Should I just can propose to this nigga on my, myself? Should I leave any opinions? Oh my God, how? This was not planned, this question to be asked on this episode. Well, we didn't know that uh, Ebony was going to give us all that she just gave us. Oh yeah, yeah, no. You know, um, you know I think people be, sh- be making, making fun of women proposing sometimes. I don't know. That takes a lot of... Um, I'm not proposing to no man. I ain't proposing it's to a lot to no nucka. <laughs> no. <laughs> no ma'am. That's not happening. Yeah. Glenn is saying, I would do it. Uh, I mean. To each his own. To each his own. I don't know that I would do it in this case where it's like, you're just waiting on it. So now you're like, then I'm going to just do it. (laughs) But I do think that I've met some men that I've just been like, I want somebody to make me feel special. Like there's something that maybe not proposing, but you could do like, I'm talking about something completely different. Like what if they (laughs) propose to you? And then you proposed back. Like, I, I, I can't wait to marry you too because of Well, this. but he's not proposing. But yeah, yeah, never mind. <laughs> I, no, I don't, don't have, do I don't have advice on this. We probably need Eb- Ebony in yeah. this bitch. Damn, we I, have- I just know I'm absolutely, I personally would not be proposing. I don't know what conversations you've had. I think ultimatums are a bit aggressive, but if maybe you're more traditional and you're like, I'm not having kids until I'm married or I'm not doing this until I'm married, then you need to be like, you want babies? You want this house? You want blah, blah, blah? Like, this is what I need. But oh, if you have God, that kind of conversation and then you're married, time. yeah, I, I would just, I, I don't know that I would ever forget the fact that the marriage came on those terms. But we it's have not, a friend who did that. It's we not an ultimatum. Said, it's just facts. Yeah. Like, yeah. for me, even personally, and I'm, I'm a bastard, okay? 
<laughs> I I mean, my parents got married after I was oh, born. Oh, I see what you're saying. But like, Jon Snow. Jon Snow in this bitch. I personally really want to be married before I have children. That's like a weird traditional thing about me. And not weird, but it's like, you'd be like, really, it's Shade? Traditional. Right. Yeah, I'm kind of shocked by that. <laughs> exactly. But I really want to be married to, to have children. So like, TikTok. Or yeah. no, no kids for you. No the kids for you. Thing is, the thing I was just going to say, it's definitely intentional that this listener said that she's 33 because ma'am i don't know you if don't I want that th- geriatric pregnancy right or like <laughs> i don't know i i wouldn't be surprised i would not rule out for my, myself personally if i was at if it was if i was 33 i've been with somebody for eight years they seem extremely committed to me and like she said the relationship is going amazingly but they just don't want to get married i might take take a look around and be like well i mean how much do i really need the marriage and mm-hmm. how much do I really just want the, like, need the partner and the companion? Mm-hmm. When it all comes down to it and you are in the danger zone. I don't know. Well, here's my thing. If you, oh, so if you now we're make, quoting him. No, ma'am, not me. If you can make the paperwork make sense, if I can get the things in writing, if I could be the next of kin, whatever it needs to be, and it's just not, you know, in the right. court of law. Because marriage is, like, important. Right. That's a different story. If you know shit hits the fan all i know is don't do some stupid shit and get an accident and then niggas are looking like who's gonna take care right. of you like, and then you gotta leave the house because it's in his name or right you're not gonna right. have me out here looking stupid in, in those situations but so that's a good way to come to come up to come at the conversation in that kind of logical way yeah you know? like we are partners we are one we're doing everything thing as a married couple so we need to make it let's make it work in our favor and yeah yeah, that's really what it's about and then have a cute little caveat which we're saying is basically just get married right (laughs) i will caveat that you know if it's gonna pick up your taxes Mm. maybe not right does it make does it actually make sense for you (laughs) this marriage shit is just crazy i can't believe right does it make does it actually make sense for you (laughs) this marriage shit is just crazy i can't believe how much we talk about this shit now because we getting up there in age getting up there we in the day isn't it crazy like how life is just moving i know i was just a teenager i know growing up because i was so fucked up now i need an assistant to measure my vanity it's Girl, crazy. It's crazy. Well, now I'm buying, I bought a fucking control top panty, but I, <laughs> I'm returning it. <laughs> I'm like, what is that? Is that like a spank? Yeah, it's like the shit my mom used to wear. I know, that, like for, my mom had. A, when she had like an evening gown to wear. Why is it called a control top? Because it's controlling your top, your belly. So it's not a Spanx because it's a panty where it's not a shorts, right? Oh. I, I don't know. I bought I bought the skim ones and I'm taking them right back. They get zero reviews from me. A one star. No, a zero, zero star. stars. I put on the panty and it was so strange. I felt crazy. I felt like <laughs> it felt terrible. It was and then my two and then my two butt cheeks were just protruding. <laughs> 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 like two little like little hops bread things coming out. <laughs> And like it was terrible, so I I don't think that's for me. I just I was getting prepared for all my weddings, trying on my dress, and I was like, the dress looks pretty, but maybe I could wear like a you know a control top panty, you know, to smooth and everything. Um, but yeah, no, I I will be wearing a regular ass thong. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. All that. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want I was to, to be classy, you can. that's the thing. If you want to, you can, but you don't need it. Yeah, there is something about putting on the shapewear, like the little panty thing that makes it yeah. classy or something. But like an know. evening. So right, because I think about my, watch my mom get dressed up and it was just like, yeah. oh, such a thing. Mm-hmm. Yo, I told y'all I did the Vela shape, which like is supposed to burn fat 
or whatever. Oh, yes. I shrink. Sh- I don't know what the fuck it does. It's supposed to give Do you me abs. fat cells or something. I don't got abs yet. But what she did say, she was like, you know, make sure you're still eating well and working out. She was like, you could even put on a waist trainer. Do you use one when you work the out? Every time I've work? been going to the gym, I keep forgetting to put to bring my little sweatband shit because the Yo, girls I have be a sweatband, but not a. Oh, waist you're supposed trainer. to put a sweatband on when you work out. I like yeah. a sweatband when I work out. Ooh, it's just that thing you just strap it around your stomach. Yeah, yeah. I remember I yeah, bought a waist trainer a in college. I had a yeah. I was gonna say I had a waist trainer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I thought it was like that. Shit was hype as it really hurt funny. actually. But how do we get here. How do we get here, um, ma'am? Best of luck. I'm sorry. Best of luck, sis. Um. Anyways, if you have some advice that you're looking to receive from a bunch of bitches that really don't know shit, uh, you can email us at hello at Black Girls Texting. Um. You can also DM us at Black Girls Texting on Instagram. You can also buy merch at blackgirlsexing.com. You can also be a patron and go to Patreon and I don't know what the website is on there. Wait. Patreon.com. I kind of want to do something really fast and I'm sorry to do this right now, but I kind of want to just shout out recent patrons. Shout out to to Kyra. Shout out to Marie. Like, shout out to y'all for being patrons. We might continue shouting out patrons on our show every now and then. Yeah. All right. For joining. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening to Black Girls Texting. Make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you listen and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Oh, and don't forget to text every group chat you're in and tell them to check us out. Follow your girls at Black Girls Texting and we'll see you next week. Bye. Hey, BGT fam, this is Sade. This week's episode is amazing. We have the legendary Ebony K. Williams. Just wanted to give you a heads up that a little of the audio got a little funky. All right? Bear with us. Stay tuned and just enjoy the ride. Bye. Hey, group chat. I know y'all see my text. There's tea to be spilled. Each week, we're bringing you our unfiltered take on culture, news, dating, and our lives as Black. And I just find myself just just, just playing on all of my strengths. And I'm learning things that I've always wanted to do. I'm like over here in on Photoshop, editing videos, doing all this shit that I've always wanted to um, do. I'm sorry, what? You know yes. how to do that? You know how to edit I'm, videos? I've been learning. I'm not quite oh, there yet. Oh, great. So oh, maybe great. I don't need a personal assistant after all. Ma'am, no. 